Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Oh, great to have you with me, Aaron Noonan here. Great to have you along. V8 Sleuth Podcast, powered by Repco. Another edition dropping your way. This one is part two of my two-part chat with Adam Macro. Now, if you've heard part one, you know that we talked about what he's doing now, his open-wheeler career, and his early times in V8 supercars. If you haven't heard part one, go and have a listen to it. Come back and listen to part two, because this part will make a whole pile more sense. Now, if you listen to part one and you want to know what's on part two, This is what's on part two. We're going to go deeper into his time in V8 supercars, particularly his winning association with Howard Racing in the development category. More assaults on the Bathurst 1000, and he also answers the National Motor Racing Museum couch racer questions and tackles the top 10 shootout. Now, I think you'll enjoy this one. So buckle up. It's time to start part two of Adam Macro on the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. So we do... The FPR Enduros with Menu 04. Menu 04, yeah. So for 2005, though, you end up with a full-time drive in the development series. So Correct. Howard Racing was a team in Queensland that Canadian expat Mark Howard, who um, was in property development in Queensland, had started doing the development series a few years earlier with yep. some of the old Paul Wheel AU Falcons. Correct. Um, and we mentioned earlier about the Briggs cars. Late 03, Triple Eight acquire that team. Yep. The cars that were built and raced in 03, they never raced again with Triple Eight because they went and did their own thing. Correct. They basically turned them into show cars for the next year. Yep. But come 2005, they're both now in Howard Racing's hands and they uh, got they got better electric on them. They look and smell like Triple Eight cars. How does this whole deal come to be? Um, as I said, I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure that, um, that Alain had made a call. Um, and said this kid's good. So was mm. this directly tied to the Triple Eight Endurance Drive for that year? Uh, it was all in, yeah. It was all sort of intertwined um, together. Um, it was like, yeah, come and drive Super uh, Super Two Development Develop Series, series yeah, same, same thing, uh, um, and then do the Enduros with Triple Eight. That was so you really a, the deal. Is it really a case of you've got a Triple Eight deal? And they get plate. You get placed. No, what, no, was it, it wasn't. A, it was a. It was it more of a Howard Racing deal with a Triple Eight yep. co-drive. Um, and um, oh, I just remember um, Mark ringing me up and going, "Did I ring him? I can't remember which way it went." But he's like, "Would you like to come and? Would you like to come and drive a? Um, you know, with us for next year?" And I said, um, "Actually, no. How did it go? I remember it was quite." I said, no, you give me this opportunity, I'll win you a championship. I went hard. Wow, you yeah. were all in. No, there. all in. I said, because you, you were sitting at the point going, yeah, no, no, I've got, got nothing to lose. lose. Yeah. yeah. So I said, you give me the right car, I'll win the championship. And he's like, okay, then, no worries. We'll get your bags and I'll see you next week. Like it was that quick. It was wow. like, come now. <laughs> um, so yeah, just packed up and left. And we actually, he actually had an apartment, um, which is at Turn One Chicane on the. On the in, at in service paradise, so we stayed there, mm. stayed there, lived there for the first year, and um, and did uh, did the first year, and uh, everything was going great until we got to Melilla. I was going <laughs> to, you know, I only just thought of this because I found the photos the other day. We're working on a book for next year that tells the history of all the Triple Eight race engineering cars, including those two Briggs cars mm-hmm. that started things off. Yeah. So in 05... You and Mark are in these, and the way to distinguish those cars from the Triple Eight cars was the yellow interior, yellow roll cage, the better yep. electrical colours yep. um, really stood out. Yeah, but I remember it. You got absolutely pulverised at Malala. Correct. But didn't had you caught on fire? There was an engine that had yeah. yeah. Go so I think we were. I think we ended up. Well, Adelaide was the first round. We come, I think second. I think it was second or something there, and then we had. Um, and and, and the, this is being operated as an independent correct team yeah out well, of racing really team. had not much to do I don't yeah we had yeah that had there's no triple eight real parts or engines or anything like Craig Hastead was doing the engines for us at that time um, 
um, Warren Davis was the team manager who I caught up with not long ago. Haven't haven't spoken to him, but it was good to catch up with him. Um, and yeah, I think it was going well. I think we were second in the championship, which was possibly leading the championship by the time we got to Melbourne. Didn't go back that far. I think we were pretty close. Uh, anyway, Anto was DJR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Warren Luff it was, was there. You were there. Yeah, Delberto. I'd had some bad luck. He just, yep. yeah. Anyway, um, and I'm pretty sure I was. I think I was sitting in the reverse grid race or something. I think I was sitting second or, and I was just cruising. I think it was behind Dale Breed. Oh, who was doing Dale? a one-off for Brad Jones race? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and the oil line came off uh, straight straight off the the thing, and um, I saw the sort of saw the smoke, and I was on the radio going, "What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do?" Because I try and limp it back. We can get it going. I'm thinking the championship, you know, and um, yeah, down the we down the back straight, and as I turned in. Um, Tony Dalberto had hit the oil and gone straight into the side, into the driver's door, straight into the driver's door, and the car was like a banana. Mm. It was absolutely, it was a big hit. Is it, it the biggest big crash hit. you've ever had? Uh, no, I had a bigger one in 06 when I went in at turn eight. At Adelaide? On oil. Uh-huh. Mm. It was a common theme here. <sighs> Your oil or someone else? Bloody oil. No, no. Um, yeah, I was. it was uh, P2. We just put good tyres on to do a bit of a quality run and see what the balance is like on some better rubber. Um, I'd done my outlap and I was on my quick quick lap, um, turned into turn eight and I remember the car oversteering and I caught it and then it understeered and I went straight in. Oof. Well, it was, it was a glance. It was a 45-degree glance, which is obviously the – there's no really good result come out of that. But, um, yeah, so – and then I found out that someone's diff had blown up the car that just got – I didn't see the smoke or anything like that and there was no flags. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so that was – we fixed the car and we still won the – I think we still won the round, luckily. Yeah, well, that, that's no. – yeah. so But I remember there was like two inches of washers on the on the, on the the passenger side door brackets to try and get the door out far enough <laughs> so it all lined up and <laughs> it was um, – the boys did a mega job and, and got it back out again. And I remember we pinched shocks out of the, sh- the Triple Eight show car because that was a Triple Eight car. Triple Eight, um, yeah, so it was <laughs> – Whatever it took. Whatever it took. Uh, so we – We've sort of zipped it. Sorry. Was yeah. right back, but no, like, you, you know, I don't know. It happens all the time. Yeah. So you get absolutely hammered yep. um, there. And I think then after that they got their hands on a triple eight car. Yeah, after, so didn't they? it was, to be brutally honest, even though it ruined our championship that year, that crash, um, it was a blessing in disguise because we'd always planned to go – well, there, were, I knew, there was already the uh, well, Chassis 7, which is Ludo's first ever – Chassis that he built, um, which Mark was racing. Which no, 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 no. It was it was just sitting there. Sitting I think around. that was the plan for 06 uh, or whatever it is. So we bought that. The car was. They did fix that car, that Briggs mm. car, and yeah. um, I think Stones bought it. I remember <sighs> them coming to the shop to pick it up. So I remember shaking it down after it was repaired, or maybe yeah, I can't remember exactly. Have to, Warren Davis is your man to mm. find out that, but, mm. but I remember um, yeah, but it was a blessing in disguise because like, we bought that car on earlier than what we if we hadn't crashed that car, we would have run that all year mm. and then rolled out possibly 06 um, with the new car. But we bought that car in early, and I'd done. I th- we did Phillip Island and Bathurst and as well. Bathurst as well, mm. and. Um, I think we 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 won Phillip Island, the Phillip Island round, the first round in that car, um, and then Bathurst. The car was great, but the engine didn't really have enough power. And Phillip, at Bathurst, Phillip um, horsepower is king, mm. you know. And we had full spec DJR cars with all the with the big engines in them, and we I think we were third or fourth, fourth or fifth or something like that at Bathurst. But it was a blessing in disguise because I had a couple of rounds in that car to get that sorted and get it really nailed. And then 06 just hit the ground running. Nailed it all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 100%. you won the last round 05, but then you won the first five in a row in 06. Yeah. Yep. So that that record, six round wins in a row, has only ever been done once. Correct. Since then. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Thompson for Triple Eight in 2011. Yeah. Um, so you were in the record books on your own there for about six years and, and yep. then, uh, or five years, and then Tomo joined you in there. And yep. in 10 odd years since, no one's been able to do um, that yeah. again. So no, we nailed it. What? 
why did that work in 06? What clicked right for that to all happen? Um, I think, uh, well, obviously in 05, I drove with Stephen and we ended up third at Bathurst on the podium at Bathurst. So that was a big confidence boost. Um, and um, I think um, everything was gelling really well. Um, great relationship with my mechanic, um, Andrew Simpson, mm, who's, who's a, a triple, triple eight, eight now. now. Yeah. yeah, we still talk. You know, when he needs high on, when he was building high on dies, he was calling <laughs> me all the time. Um, uh, yeah, so he he was uh, he was awesome, um, and you know when everything just gels and the cars. The car, well, the tuning, we got the car just better and better and better and better. Um, and, and, yeah, it was a beautiful car. Ludo's an absolute mm. genius. So um, we were very fortunate to um, to have that. And it, everything just went went well. And um, it, it, there's no real one thing that you could say, oh, this is why, you know. We certainly didn't have the best engine in the field. We had a reliable engine, but it was it was okay, but it w- certainly wasn't up with the, I think the well the two Jack Daniels cars with um, uh, Jack Jack and, and Shane Price. Shane yeah. Price, they were full spec cars, um, but our chassis and and I think also, um, one of the things that really helped me was my technical side, to really understand how to get speed out of the chassis and work with the engineers. Um, and just yeah, basically between my mechanic, my engineer, and myself, we it was like three of us could all sort of really work hard and and get more speed out of it. We'd ring ring someone at eleven o'clock and oh, let's try <laughs> this. this. Yeah, let's try this. Let's try that. So yeah, it was very good. Is that a scenario where are you getting paid to do this, or is it not costing you? Don't you're not paying to do it, so it works no, out right. So yeah, so I was very very lucky, and I'll probably not many people can say this, but I never actually paid for a drive all my career. Um, uh, my, all the endurance drives I got paid. Um, obviously, uh, well, 2000, when I was at JFR, I didn't, wouldn't have got paid. No, I didn't get paid at um, Longhurst. Um, or at JFR, I was an employee anyway, so I was getting my weekly wage there. Um, and I was working at Howard's. So I was basically getting um, getting some money by working there. But I was also looking after his, uh, Mark's two kids, uh, Jack and Sam in go-karts. Mm. So I was running them in go-karts and that's how the go-kart, that's how AMR Motorsport started um, was by running them. And before you know it, I was uh, building engines and in the shed and for other people and had a business <laughs> and, and that's how it all, that's how all that started. Yeah. So that flowed on. It's funny how it all clicks together. It's bloody weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And, you know, and, and you know, so I was at the go-kart track every weekend watching a young Chaz Mostert smash mm. everyone, mm. like from day one. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> Before he started dyeing his hair too, uh, back in those mm. days. Or was he starting on that, was he? he no, was, no, no, I don't think he did. No Mohawks he, when uh, he was a kid. He, he certainly, he wasn't, uh, he was cheeky. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Hey, um, very, very good kid. We sort of, we didn't gloss over it, we sort of just skipped over it, but I was always intending to go back. So the triple eight co-drive in 05 with Steve Ellery, fifth at Sandown, third at Bathurst. So you scored triple eight's first Bathurst 1000 podium. Now, mm. they've got very good at it over the years of 100%. being on the podium with one 100%. and sometimes two cars mm. over there. What do you remember about that whole deal and driving for triple eight, dealing with RD, those particular races, how that all came to be? Um, Pretty straightforward and, and no nonsense. Um. So had men you called them to say, "Hey, give this bloke I, a go." I th- well, I think that 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 sort of happened at the end of 04 after when I drove with Alain, and I think he'd, he'd um, I think he'd made a call and help help me out. So, um, it was yeah, it was all pretty straightforward. I think there was there was no real, you know, hi, this, this is you know, we'd like you to come and drive for us, and this is what we'll pay you, and you'll do this, and we'll do this, and contract, and mm. away we went, and just got our head down and and worked and tested and. Just went through the motions. There was no, no issue. Craig was there. I knew Craig well, um, so he was a he was good help. I was actually supposed to drive with Craig, but never happened. It's funny that you say this because oh, I had a chat with Mister Ellery earlier, yes. and he was under the impression that he was going to drive with Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think I've got two was, blokes now yeah. who are saying they were going to drive with Craig who didn't drive with Craig. Yeah, yeah. I 
vaguely recall, I might have even been at Malalai when we crashed, Craig ringing me going, oh, I don't think you're driving with me. I could be wrong. It could be just blurry. It's, what is it now, 17 years ago. Mm. So, but yeah, there, there was a chance that possibly I was, that was, that was on the cards, but it didn't happen and it worked out well. Um, it was awesome driving with Steve. Um, I'd known Steve all my life. He was racing at Oakley go-kart track when I started. So, um, so we knew them very well and, and, um, and yeah, we just, just got the job done and kept it clean. The car did not have one scratch on it when we got it back. So it was, um, it was just, a, that was our plan. Like if someone comes up behind us, it's quicker, you let them go, run our own race. I think we were doing low nines pretty much every lap all day. And, um, and obviously the famous crash and lots of stuff. And that helped get rid of a few. Got of them. out of it. Yeah, exactly. So it was, um, yeah, I remember having great dice with Todd Kelly in the HRT car. Obviously, Jamie at the end of the stint, <coughs> end of my stint, um, and uh, it was just um, it was just one of those days where everything sort of come together. Mm. Obviously, we didn't win, but um, for me, third was I hadn't finished one. Oh, I was going to say you hadn't finished one no, until that. No, I'd had a terrible run, and I wish I could say it was my fault, but it wasn't. You know, it sort of um, unfortunately, I'd had a bad luck with you know whether it be car car. Um, Mechanical failures or or um, or co-drivers crashing. Mm. So, unfortunately, it's just nice to finish one. To be really honest, <laughs> get one on the board. let alone be on the podium. Because yeah. <laughs> I think I'd done well by then. What, how many did I done? Six, seven. Oh yeah, you know? the, the two in '98, the Honda and the Falcon. Yeah. There's two. Longhurst '99, JFR '2000, Larry '01, Mist '02, FPR '03, uh, FPR '04. So yeah. you're, you're up to your eighth start. And I had, By the time you finished, I one. hadn't even finished one. Yeah, oh. and it was frustrating because mm. yeah, mm. so because we was in a fairly good position, you know, most years we'd we'd done pretty well. So yeah, anyway, is what it is. So you win the 06 Fujitsu series as it Correct. was called back then. Yes. So you're thinking, this is my opportunity. I'm reinflated. I've just put another thing on my resume that you know this is these are the cars that they run in the main championship. Or are you going, even when I do this, it still doesn't matter. Um, by then, yeah, well, I thought, well, I've, I couldn't have done any more. Um, and yeah, I certainly did speak to as many teams as I could. Um, but they all wanted budget, mm. even though I'd achieved mm. that, I'd still wanted budget and I didn't have any. Mm. So very I simple conversations, simple conversations, ones. very simple. And it's, um, you know, and, it, and it, it's, you know, it was never, um, oh, I'll give bring a hundred grand and we'll give you a drive. It was more a million, you know? So, mm. um, and you know, at that stage, in in my mind, it was a million dollars. Is just, it's just out of the question. It's mm. like mm. that's not going to happen, you know. Um, as I said, I'd do things differently next time. I'd mm. probably, yeah, I'd, I'd hire someone or try and do something differently. But yeah, but I just and you know what, there was a there was a certain part of me that wanted to just get a drive on. Because I was a good, good driver, I admit. rather than just paying for it, if you know what I mean. But I did wasn't aware of how much of a business it was, and I thought winning. But I just, yeah, my my mind was thinking completely differently to 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 how the teams thought. You know, I thought winning was everything. You're a race team. That's that's what you when you have a race team, you you're out to win. Um, and obviously, we all know that that's not necessarily the be all end all in terms of. You know, well, they all want to win, but they've got to get sponsors first and and do the best they can with the budget that they that they have mm. at, at hand. So for 06, you drive with Brytech? With Brytech, Luffy? yeah, with Luffy, yep. So there's why was there? Were you told there's just no room at Triple Eight? Thanks, but sorry, we haven't got a spot. I th- I don't remember the conversation. Um, I just never really got asked back. Um, and sometimes that's just circumstances. It's, it might be. Team. It's not a it personal. It might be thing. that the it's driver is six foot and I'm mm. short. Like it, it, there's, yeah. there is factors, and I did obviously I rang Triple Eight every year, <laughs> um, and you'd be like, oh no, it's fine. But look, the driver that we've got probably not suited in size. We'd have to have a difference. It's just too tricky to, for driver changes. And back then, driver changes had to be quick. Mm. Like they were, it was you were borderline struggling to. But it was before I think they slowed the fuel filling down. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. So the like the you had 
full tank would be like 11 seconds or something. I had them cranking those fuel. So you, you had to get in so fast and I think they slowed it down so that there was Just minimise a bit Minimise the, the safety, the, ra- yeah. the rush. But I'm pretty sure 07 Roland rang me and offered me a drive. Oh, hello. He, no, he did, 100% he did. So you know 07... <coughs> They had Lowndes and Winkup in the main car and they brought back Alan Simonson and Richard Lyons. Correct. So I got offered that, well, no, obviously not with, I would have been with Simonson. Would have been or, car, yeah. I would have been with, probably with Simonson. Yeah. Um, and um, I said no. Why did you say no? Um, because there was a potential full-time opportunity with Brytech. Right. And I sort of said to Roland, thanks, but no thanks, but I, so I'd, already signed, I'd already signed – with, with Brytech. For the next year. For the next year. I'd already done a deal. This was like must be middle of early 07 maybe. I, I can't remember exactly. Um, and I sort of said, look, I've signed. Um, so I, I – but thanks, but I know I that there's – I know I'm not going to get a full-time gig with Triple Eight. Yeah. As much as winning Bathurst would have helped that um, possibly. Um, but there's – even if there was a 10 or 20% chance with the full-time drive at Brytech, I need to sort of pursue that to try and get in the next day. I can't, you know, so uh, probably a uh, bad decision, but ha- you never know. It, it could have gone. Could have worked just, out. It could have rolled out. I, I could yeah. have gone and won Bathurst with Triple Eight or I could have gone and got a full-time drive, which is what I wanted at the end of the day mm. more than anything. Um, was to have just one season in the car because, yeah. you know, you, you step out for nine months and then you you do a one test day, you get 20 laps, you get 30, 40 laps every year like, and you still go okay. It's mm. like imagine Which if is I was quite amazing thing. for a lot of the guys who do yeah, the Euros yeah. and, only. And, you know, and it's like imagine if I did this. All the time. All the time. <laughs> like, you know, it would be, be dangerous. It's just fast, you know, it would yeah. be heaps better. So, so yeah, so um, it's probably – no one probably knew that until now. No, no. Are we? So I we knocked back RD. I knocked back knocked back RD, um, which I probably shouldn't have. But but then uh, there was a, my reasoning. I think was good. You know, I think that there was a chance. It might have been a slim chance, but there, there was spoken about, um, and um, and never came to fruition. Unfortunately, mm. I mean the the GFC that stuffed everything. Yeah. That really hit a lot. Hence of the fact I never drove again after that. Which was oh wait, was your last Bathurst? Yeah. 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 So when you did the Brytech deal for 06, mm-hmm. so you drove with Luffy. Yep. The Howard thing, did that just naturally end at the end of 06? Yeah, because so you said you were going to win the title and you, and I won, you the won the title. Yeah, so yeah. So job done. Um yeah, I just I went back home. Um I was living on the Gold Coast, so I went back home and um started my go kart business. Mm. Just kept doing that. Um, and you got to call up though. As long as your whole career with main game supercars is endurance co-drives, correct? Two driver races, yeah. Except one weekend, you got your own V8 I supercar. Did you remember? I did. Yes. Did you have to put on an accent to drive for Team Kiwi? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. But chair, um, chair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no. Um, I'd had. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get the call up to do that with the Team Kiwi. Uh, which was Adelaide 07. Adelaide 07, yep. Um, great opportunity, good car, mega car. Well, it was an FPR car. Mega car. It was black car, yeah, but it was an FPR yeah, car. Yeah, it was a full, full sp- – I went to FPR to get the seat fitting mm. and, and obviously I'd been at FPR. And, and did they pick you so, because you'd been there before? I, I don't necessarily – he just rang me. I yeah. don't know exactly why they chose me Because Paul Radisich wasn't ready because he was He'd still – had that massive crash at Bathurst and he was injured yeah. and um, – yeah, I was hoping to get another race, but he got better too quick. <laughs> the Kiwi bones mending. Yeah, um, so yeah, it was it was a very last minute deal. I remember I hadn't um, I hadn't driven or trained for a long time because I hadn't I wasn't doing Super Tour or anything like that. And I remember about two weeks out, uh, come to Melbourne, seat fitting, let's do this. Okay, cool. So. Back to the gym, flat out, and um, especially Adelaide 500. I was going to say, of all the events. Of all yeah. the events. And, um, and yeah, went and did a seat fitting, and I drove the car for the first time at Adelaide. Hadn't driven that car, and they were a very different car to drive, the FBR cars, compared to Triple Eight. So, um, yeah, 
and we yeah just once again one of those weekends where I just worked with the engineers worked with the engineers and we just got better and better and I think we ended up 15th or something which isn't too bad considering I didn't know the car that well and just got it better and better and finished both races and if you have a look I was actually second quickest on the lap times in the second race I point that out. We'll, we'll, we'll look that up on Matt's. We trust you. We trust FYI, you. FYI, we trust um, you. No, and it's on Matt's. It's there. We'll find it. But uh, yeah, no. So the second, yeah, the second race on the Sunday really hit. Got the car right, tuned it up, and um, and yeah, it was really quick, really quick, and I felt really comfortable because um, I just had that seat time. You know, mm. five hundred mm. two fifty k, go and re- go and recover, and then come back again and. First time I'd used a cool suit. Oh, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> what's this? <clears throat> yeah, what's this? Exactly. Yeah. So I'd never used a cool suit ever mm. in any any of the any of the races. So that was that was a nice thing. Mm. And um and yeah, it was an awesome car, awesome team. Did a I did hit the wall in practicing qualifying. It's qualifying. It was just a little bit. Have a go. Just yeah, just yeah, just didn't just didn't get it right and just just snagged the wall. Yeah. But that was okay. Didn't qualify very well, but as I said, I was still only just learning the car, and then by the time we got to Sunday, and I'd had my head around the car, it was mm. we were fast, and it was a great opportunity, and at least oh, I did get that one race. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was actually—I don't know—it was actually more fresh. I was like, oh, I want more no, of I that. Just got a taste. Oh, I just got a yeah. Got it's like yeah, it exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So later that year, you drive with Jason Bright, who by that correct. stage he had had his team going for a few years. Yes, correct. But he had been driving at FPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Pro Seven, he actually came, came in. The Bright came to Bright Tech. Correct. Uh, to actually drive there. So correct. I think Alan Gurr was the other car that year. So you and Jason drove the Fujitsu car together, and I have correct. a really fond memory of that race because um, Bathurst, particular. Well, it was actually Sandown. Am I right in remembering that? Brighty didn't pump the pedal and went off at the end of the straight when he got in the car. I'm Possibly. pretty sure that's what happened. Possibly. He took over from you. Yep. And there was a bit of a hurry flurry Sorry, coming into the Phillip pits. Sorry, it was Phillip Island that year. Ah, Sandown. It was the last year of Sandown before they went to Phillip Island. Oh. Yep. What year was yep. Phillip Island? And he got in the car and hadn't pulled your seat insert out. So I think as you'd come in, you might have got a bit on a weird angle and there was some other teams gear in the way. And he gets to the end of the first – down of the first corner and didn't pump the pedal. Off the road uh, in the sand, but Bathurst is the one yes. we want to talk about. That's a cracker. So, as a young Channel Seven pit lane reporter, I'm sent in <laughs> because Grant Denny's in the race, so I get the spot for the third pit lane commentary role. Yes, or, or reporter, whatever you want to call it. I I I've saw the video the other day. So this is 15 years. So did ago. you interview me? Yeah. Ah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, I've remember seen that, that one. Yeah, I always someone always sends it to me every year when they play it on the you know the Bathurst. Yeah. When yeah. It's like, they always bring that one up. So for those who don't know the story, we'll paint the picture. O seven was um, later in the race. There was weather coming. It, it was coming. It was just a case of when and how much. At that point, Jason's in your car. Yep. And he's in the lead because the way it's all panned out with all the pit stops, he's trying to get it to the point where he runs out of fuel as the weather arrives so he can do his fuel, go to wets, and come out in the lead. Just not quite enough water. Not quite enough. But he comes on in, and I remember Crompo going ballistic about, if you go find the tape, he's right. You know when he's right up on the call? 100%. It was one of those moments. And he he was getting passionate about it. We'd already, I don't know if we'd already had the Mark Winterbottom surf off through the sand, if that was before or after, but there was heaps going on. I think it was a bit after. But basically, the planet's all nearly aligned here. For the, every driver has a, I could have, would have, should have won Bathurst, but didn't year. 07 that was the year that one, for you too. 100%. So, and they put cold tyres on the car yeah. instead of hot tyres. Well, you couldn't heat tyres. No, no, no. So, exactly. so the, the point was he came in, he needed fuel. Yeah. The rain hasn't quite arrived, but it's pretty close. So to go to wets was too early. To go to new slicks, they're cold on a cold track. Should have gone with the used warm tyres. <laughs> because Probably. you pop back out third in the safety yeah, car queue. but... Uh, Scafe, Scafe and I think Russell, they both crashed at the same time as us on hot tyres. Yeah, yeah. So, so that probably negates uh, that. Did it rain heavier after that? It I think, did increase. I think I've deleted after that. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did, yeah. but it didn't. It wasn't enough for wet, so was it? Greg Ritter went wet oh, in okay. the second GRM car. Oh, okay. And it wasn't quite enough. It's just 
that it, annoying. That sort of that cutting edge of the lap yeah. times between dry and wet. Yeah. It was still another couple of seconds the wrong side. If it tips down more, he skates through them all and he and McLean probably win the race. Yeah, that's exactly right. But it wasn't enough. It was just enough to be slippery, dicey, but if you had heat in slicks, you sort of had to stick with it. 100%. No one was going to blink and pin. No, 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 no. Yeah. Exactly right. So, yeah, could have, would have, should have that one. Mm. I, I remember Jason going into the pits. He's like, oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I said, mate, it could have been worse. He's like, how, the, how, how could that be worse? I said, I could have been driving. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, no, no, yeah. So, but, but um, no, it was – you know, it was very – I'm very – I'm still – even though I never really got a full-time gig, I'm still very, very lucky to have, you know, had the opportunities that I got without paying a cent. Mm. Um, not many people can say that, yeah, unfortunately. And to drive with, you know, some of the calibre of drivers that I've had to – had had the pleasure of driving with and the, mm. and the big teams and, you know, absolutely no regrets at all. You know, it's um, uh, very, very lucky. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out. So when you... So you drove with Bridie again in 08. Correct. I think you finished ninth. Yep. So that's the second time that you finished a race. Out I know. Of 11. That and the podium. Yep. Just goes to show that place is so mean. Just, yeah. Just nasty. Just nasty. Yeah, absolutely. Frustrating. But. Bathurst. Um, yeah. It's just, that's Bathurst. Yeah. yeah. So when you got out of that car in 08 and mm. left Bathurst that day, mm. did you know or feel or think that that would be the last time there? No. Yeah. No, no, I thought I'd probably be with Brightech again mm. um, and they told me I'd be there. Um, but I think financially things went down. Because that was Brightech, the team had closed, but Jason yeah, took the franchise to run a Stone Brothers I'm not, car. You know more That's than I do yeah, for in that terms. Yep. But, um, yeah, I thought I had a drive there um, and I think financially they were – they must have been struggling, and I, this could all be completely wrong. This is what this is my opinion, mm. um, and um, and then they ended up going with someone that paid some money. Carl Reindler was the driver who drove with Jason for the Enduros. Who was that? Carl Reindler. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and I yeah I'm pretty sure he he'd given them some money and yep. and they needed it. So mm. yeah, but it, I was too late for me to. There was no other drives, so yeah. I was out. Yep. Um, and uh, and that was. That was it. I mean, I guess after that, you stopped calling people, they stopped calling well, you, and that was that. Yeah, I did test, tested with Murphy, Greg uh, Murphy's Tasman. team, Tasman. Yeah, right. Um, I did a test with them. I don't even remember that. Early, no, it was Secret Squirrel, mate. <laughs> no, I did a test with them, possibly thought about doing a Super 2, a, oh, sorry, yeah, Super 2 deal to drive their car. So I did a day at Winston with, with them. Um. And it went really well, tuned the car up, and they're like, bloody hell, we've, you've got the setup mm. nailed, you know. So that was really good. Um, and I think it's probably the last supercar I drove. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think I got to the point too, um, uh, my wife at the time was pregnant, and I'm like, I'm living on rations. I'm just working enough to pay the bills. Um, maybe it's time for me to... Um, focus on the family and mm. go and get a proper job and earn some money and support my family mm. with kid coming along and that. Um, and that, that's I think that's probably what it was. Like done this for ten years, getting old. <laughs> I, I was no lack of not wanting to. Yeah, I think I just yeah, basically just said yeah, time to man up and mm. do what's right for the family and. And um, yeah, and that was. And I just went go karting and looked after that and do fun stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hard, hard, fun, hard work. Yeah, karting, oh, working fun. Mate, yeah. three sixty-five, seven days a week. That that yeah. sport, I tell you, yeah. it's crazy. You absolutely. Have, you have raced a little bit of other stuff along the journey though, because mm-hmm. maybe you made a one-off in V8 Utes. Correct. Were you mad? Um, 
Must have been. Sydney Olympic Park, you go and do a one-off in the V8 Utes with 31 other crazies. Yes. Yeah, no, I did. Jeepers. I remember that. Um, that was interesting. I think actually um, I think I qualified eighth. I think you qualified ninth. I ninth. It up. There you go. I was close. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, close. Yeah. Eighth Memory's and ninth. good. Pretty yeah, good. not too bad. Um, but um, but I remember um, I remember the team saying to me, I can't even – Remember the team saying to me, now just stay off the curbs because you'll break the shock absorbers because every time you hit a curb because of, because of Commodore or Holden, mm. you, um, the shocks would break. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think I was like 19th in quali. They're like, no, nah, P19, P19. So you hit a curb. And I'm just you? like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to send it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to send it. And sent it and – I think the lap after the the quali lap, I'd had to idle around and there was smoke pouring <laughs> off the front guard, and she was all broken. But she knew what had happened. But yeah, exactly. And I, and I was watching the four guys go straight over the curbs, no issue. But the um the Commodores couldn't cop it. So, and that was a great track, good oh. fun. But yeah, it it rewarded bravery and rewarded curb and action and pieces suspension pieces break. and yeah. stuff. But yeah. no. Yeah. It, don't know whether – I don't think I sort of after that was like, oh, I want to do that again. They weren't the bit best thing to drive. Bit of bit fun. A uh, bit of opportunity. What about racing a Viper in the 12-hour, which yes. is 2018? That's cool. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. Good fun. And um, and I, 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 it was nice to come back and go, can I do it? Can I still go all right, you know? Um, and it was been 10 years since I'd driven something quick, mm. you know? And I remember – the first day we tested at Phillip Island, uh, I thought it was in Star Trek. It was just blurry. It was, <laughs> and that thing was quick. Like I had 800 horsepower Oof. and um, it was fast and the torque um, from the Viper V10. Um, but I remember after um, – I mean after maybe one session, everything sort of just slowed down and come back and I was like, oh, let's get stuck into it. And, and um, it all just came back and – it was like I never left after mm. 10 years. Mm. And, you know, I remember we were limited to 206s with that car. Because it was an invitational It was class invitational. Car, yeah. And um, we didn't get a massive amount. Obviously, there was three drivers. So we didn't get a massive amount of time in the car before the race. But in the first stint, um, I rem- the, the, the dash on the car had a predictive lap time. So it was like you're currently on a X so that we didn't go under that 206. I remember look, coming down to the last corner and it was like 4.9. Oops. And I'm like, because I'm just getting faster and faster. And I remember going to the guys, the car's misfiring, it's misfiring. They're like, you're on the lim- <laughs> traction control because it had traction control. <laughs> it had every Motec, whiz-bang, everything was set up in it because obviously it was Richard's car. Mm. And, um, and yeah, I was on the, on the uh, traction control and so I had to change that and – we just kept getting faster and faster and faster and that thing was a jet. It was just fast. getting very good at slowing down for the last quarter. No, I had to keep slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, had to, we had to catch up because I think um, in the first stint we'd had a fuel pressure regulator fail, so we were way behind. Um, so it was um, we had to try and unlap ourselves and and the uh, engineer was like, keep it safe but send it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, didn't. Didn't have any issues. I think uh, in the end, the front splitter failed, and um, we couldn't keep the thing on the ground. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, just didn't have enough to keep the thing, so we had to pull the pin. Just unfortunately, park that one up. yeah, park yeah, it up. Park but, it up. Um, amazing car, and um, yeah, no, it was a. It's good to get back at Bathurst. Mm. Mm. Bathurst. It's always good to go to Bathurst. Yeah, true. <laughs> Speaking of Bathurst, that's yes. where the National Motor Racing Museum is situated. Correct. And they present our. Couch racer questions where fans get to ask. Look questions. out! Here we uh, go. Did you peruse these on the? No, socials? I, I, no you know what? I thought I'd just surprise me. I had yeah. a, I had a look at a couple. Yeah, but okay. uh, so you're probably ready for a couple of these. Couple yeah. of these, probably. So Adam Laws. Now Laws is an ex Brightech guy. Yes, he would like to know. Can you explain why you became known as Mint in your Brightech days? Oh. Obviously, I kept saying it's you mint. everything was everything mint. was Mint. I still do now. <laughs> my wife, my my wife, she's like, oh, buddy, mint. It's, it's the buzzword. Yeah, it must be mint. If it's good, it's good. I, I was actually starting. I was actually thinking because we were doing driver training practice at um, Brightech one day, and I must have put my hand on the roll cage to pull myself out of the car in driver training practice, and my finger got caught on the bracket for the 
for oh, the, the window um, net. for the for the rear view mirror. Oh, and um, I've still got the scar. Scars oh, you there. do too. Yeah, oh, yeah, and it sliced the whole side, blood all over the car, oh, blood oh. through the shop. Oh. And I was thinking, maybe the maybe they started. I, I was probably no, that's mint. Maybe maybe it was from that. No, no, e- even I'm, when things weren't good, all they good. Were still just mint. get me some electrical tape, and we'll keep giving driver <laughs> change practice. But um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly why, but obviously, I still say, oh no, you're a regular mint. user. Yep, yep. Jordan Northcote, what do you see as your greatest achievement in supercars? Is it the Fujitsu title or your Bathurst podium or is it something completely left field? Oh, Jesus. That's a tough one. Um, They're nearly on par, I reckon. Mm. Um, I mean, winning the Super 2 championship is great, but then being on Bathurst podium, like, you can't. Normally, people get that opportunity to stand on the podium at Bathurst. Mm, True. You know, so, yeah, they've. They're very, very close, and it's hard to split the difference in terms of achievements. Um, and I, I think also, I think the achievement was you know, being able to do ten Bathursts and you know, um, and do it on merit. Mm. You know, um, so I think that's an achievement in itself as well, for sure. Uh, Michael Burson asks Bathurst two thousand five. What could have happened without the gearbox issue? Because there was a gearbox issue. There was, yeah, yeah. So we just it kept popping out of gear. So going down the S's a couple of times, it threw itself into first. Yeah. I went down there sideways a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, no, absolutely that definitely hurt us that day. Um, <clears throat> and um, it happened really early in my stint. Um, I remember maybe five or ten laps in, it started popping out. So we were holding it in gear as we are going down the hill. Um, so is this what from second to first? Uh, pretty much. Uh yeah, so quite. If you're in second gear, you had to be careful because the G force under brakes would make it pop into, forward, it would yeah. throw it into first. So the dogs, um, dogs are average. So yeah, could have, would have, should have again. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got it. Yep. Uh, David Haddon, pineapple on pizza. Wars have started for less than this. So pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yay. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, with you. Goes I don't right. See what's wrong with it? Uh, Brock Gain, highest and lowest point of your career. Hmm. So once again, Bathurst Podium Super 2, mm-hmm, highest. Mm-hmm. Formula 4 Championship was massive as well. I mean, that was my first ever one in cars. So that was very important to, to launch. And uh, that was the catapult for my career, I suppose, winning that championship, being able to get the drive with Longhurst and everything. Uh, lowest point? I've got to say I don't have many points where I go, oh, you idiot. Because mm. um, – I don't want to sound cocky, but I didn't make too many mistakes, to be brutally honest, in terms of crashing or anything like that. Um, lowest. I don't really have one. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, really have a, a I don't have a point where I'd, I'd sit there and go, "You, that was absolutely dumb. Like, I don't know, crashing on the last lap when you're in front or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't mm-hmm. really have um, any major lowest point. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm pretty positive, very positive person, so I sort of stick to the positives. But yeah, there was yeah, not really very many negatives. Thomas Harton, who was your hardest opposition in karting? Karting, um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, who was your biggest rival? Oh, uh, James Sarah. Yeah, yeah, who's still racing these yep. days. So, um. He was he in in juniors. He was a he was a um, was always me and him crashing into each other. Um, there was another kid, but I can't remember his name. Can't remember. But yeah, mainly probably James. Mm. He's probably mm. the closest rival. You'll love this, Rolf Mamers. What's the range Rolf. of your Ford panel van towing your one twenty Y back from Malala? <laughs> I'm guessing not good. <laughs> There's actually a really funny story. Go on, we love okay. a funny story. Funny stories. All right, so I had this panel van, old X, XE or XD panel van, um, three on the tree or four on the column shift. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it's not perfect. four on the floor. No, if it's no, no. The yeah, it's column shift. Um, but it was great to take all the stuff away for the race car and I decided to go to Malala and do around there in the, with the Datsun. Um, so I cruise up to the service station to get some gas and all the balling boys or – a few of the, I think, was, yeah, ball and race developments were there. So I've walked in there, get I filled up with gas, walked into the service station, ended up having lunch with them, and just walking out, getting my car and driving off, didn't pay for fuel. You badass. Yeah. Didn't even realise it. No, didn't even realise, just, you know, airhead. 
driving down the freeway, windows down because I had no air con, and I get pulled over by the cops. And they're like, uh, you didn't pay for fuel. <laughs> oh, my God. You're kidding. I was just like, I'm so sorry. So they just um, they just said, oh, on the way back, um, yeah, make sure you fill it up. And he goes, I knew you weren't trying to get away with it. He goes, you sort of stand out with a big orange egg. <laughs> <laughs> big orange uh, 120 on the, on the on the back of the the panel van. So um, they, they were cool. And on the way back, I went and paid for two tanks of fuel <laughs> and uh, and all was good but that's um that's why he uh <coughs> that's that comment yeah all oh, right that makes yes, sense me driving off without paying for fuel <sighs> and you know what i've done it a few times <laughs> before and it's only when i bump into someone at the service You're station too busy chatting I, too busy chatting chat 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 you know and then just good to see you. All get right, in my car and, yeah so you might and pay Got to pay. Uh, it's not an uncommon thing to do. It's, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, done it a few times. Uh, another little question I'll throw in here because it sure. sort of leads back to something you said before about the, the positivity and you know not really having a low light, getting paid to drive at Bathurst for the best part of ten years. Do you are you content with your lot? Are you, were you ever resentful along the way that yeah, this just. There's a bit of woe is me that can creep into motorsport over the, the period. Do you ever have that sort of moment? Oh, well, the I think th- there's definitely moments when you got down, don't get mm. me wrong, especially when you saw guys that you were beating getting drives. Mm. That, that, that's reality. That's just you, know, you can't can't sort of get away with that. But it was frustrating, don't get me wrong. It was very frustrating. Um, it was frustrating too when there was a couple of times when teams had been – Oh, we're going to go and do a shootout. We're going to test three or four drivers. You go there, you're the quickest, and then they pick the other guy. Politics, politics, connections, that made the difference. So that's where that's where I missed out in that terms of I didn't play the politics game and and uh, all that sort of stuff. So mm. that was that was my down. That was my downfall. One hundred percent. Yeah. Top ten shootout. Seen a few over the journey over the years. This is just word association. It's just a fancy way to put it. Tell me the first thing that comes into your mind when I say these following things. And you can't say the same thing twice. And if it's too hard to put in one word, use as many as you need. <laughs> All right, you good? Go. Sand down. Armco. Tasted it? You tasted the Armco there, or uh, no? Just I, it's I, I haven't, but it, it, yeah, I know plenty of people have. True, and, it and tends I had to one of my, unfortunately, sorry to go off on a tangent. I had one of, my, to do. Hey, one of my one of my young kids who just bought it high and off me. He'd um, he, in his brand new car, he found the Armco, and it wasn't we, brand new anymore. <laughs> no, we had to re, had to reshell it. But, okay, that's um, very not. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I think that's why it came to me that way. Yep, one. fair point. Bathurst, amazing. Jason Bright. Legend. Formula Ford. Best class to train real race drivers. Nice. Mike Borland. Genius. I knew you were going to say that. I think I said it before. I think you said it before, so oh, yeah. that's probably yeah. what we're going to go with. Larry Perkins. Um, hard but fair. Alan Jones. Jesus, hmm, a long one. It's a long time since I've spoken to him. <laughs> Um. Oh, that's a hard one. Don't really know him that well. At the end of the day, he's an Australian icon, so yeah, F1 icon. world champion. It's probably yeah. our last. Yeah, well, he is. we mm. haven't quite squeezed one in since, so right. hopefully one day, mm. one day, one day. Uh, oh, Hyundai Excel. Bang for buck. Great training. Fair point. Uh, that's nine. Uh, Peter Macro. Best dad everyone anyone could ask for. There you go. Well played. <laughs> well played. Mate, that's the V8 Sleuth Top 10 Shootout. You've covered the National uh, Motor Racing Museum catch racer questions. We've covered some ground. We've covered a lot of years we've, and a lot of cars. We've, we've done well. A lot of racing. Uh, mate, thanks for sitting down. It's great to no. We haven't seen one another in many, many moons, so... I remember one more name that oh. I went through my cart team. Who? Jaden Ojeda. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. we won state and national titles together in karting, and then like he you went got on this in before we finished. No, no, and I got him involved with Borlands in Formula Ford, and then you know, a lot of guys had come through for my kart team. Ended up going to Formula Four with Mike. Mm. So, um, so if I've forgotten anyone, I apologise. I don't want any phone calls. <laughs> I am hopeless. We'll put a disclaimer on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I'll do a Facebook post later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover cover off all the ones, mate. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for sitting down. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I did. We covered a lot of ground there. We've told a few stories that might not have been told before and Absolutely. gone over a bit of uh, memory stuff from over the years that's been good fun. So thanks Fantastic. for coming in. Thank you very much. Thoroughly enjoyable to catch up with Adam Macro. I hadn't seen Adam for a long, long time. It was great that he came into the office a little while back and we sat down and went down memory lane on the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. Now, next week, who is the guest I hear you asking? Well, it's none other than Craig Denyer. Now, he's more famous and better looking than his son Grant. Well, that's what he told me to say. We catch up with some ripping stories from his time around motorsport. Of course, he's largely considered one of the founding fathers of the V8 Brutes category, but later on alongside Billy West, he ran as the V8 Utes category for many years. We talk pro car, we talk Bathurst 24 hour, his involvement with the Chickadee, Bathurst, Alan Grice, Graham Bailey, Commodore win, why V8 Utes ended, that's a great discussion, and what he's up to now, TA2 and a lot of other interesting stuff. I think you will really enjoy that episode. That's next week on the V8 Sleuth Podcast powered by Repco. Now, thanks for tuning in again this week. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Adam Macro. We've got plenty more chats coming up before we get to the Christmas break, but we're already planning for 2023. If you've got some guest suggestions, maybe a topic suggestion, or even a question for a Q&A, send it to us via the contact page on the V8 Sleuth website. There's a link in the show notes. Right, that's me done. Enjoy your week. Join us next time for another episode of the V8 Sleuth Podcast powered by Repco. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out.